Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians. All while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of Leading Edge Medicine. This is a recorded show today. Dr. Umat will be gone, as well as Dr. Mixon. So we are recording some segments in advance. So some new segments for you. Also, some wonderful phone calls that we have had over the last several months. We'll be featuring those. So lots of information for you on topics and questions that you may have as well. I'm Lynette. Dr. Jerry Mixon is with me, and we are into fall. The first official fall show of the season. Yes. And your daughter has already started school yep. and fall things are happening. The gorgeous leaves outside of the studio are beginning to change. And I love that. I love leaves. I love them. Yep. Yes. Leaves are just wonderful. Oh. Kick your way through the Yes. And I will still jump in a pile if there is a pile there. Well, I'll get a rake and make one for yes, you. Yes. And I will be, be in fun. that pile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mother-in-law didn't believe me last time. She was she was 81 at the time, and she was putting these big piles of these giant oak leaves from uh-huh. Canada because those things are the size of your head. And she had these big piles because she is outside from day until night. And I said, when I come back from the store with my husband, I am going to jump in that pile. I came back. They were gone. She had taken all these leaves and put them in the ruts of the road because they have this long driveway that has the uh-huh. fence line. She, she she made use of them. I didn't have anything to jump in. Well, it's no fun. Maybe this year. Sure, Maybe you know, you this year. Jumped in a rut, I guess. I know. Oh, not the same. No. <laughs> so what's on to- on the top of your mind now? Your your daughter is back in school, and here we are. Yes, at yes. Fall of 2022. Well, you know, my daughter, now that she's back in school, she's had to damp down her business enterprises. She's kind of surprised. Uh how to place this. My daughter is her mother and father writ large. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Her mother is fearless. Uh, and left China at 20 uh, on a gambling ship and spent three years cruising round and round Asia on a gambling ship and then went to Sweden and was doing business in Sweden and Norway. And, and uh, so when I met her, uh, I had difficulty convincing her to come to America because she she said, Jerry, I love you, but why couldn't you be from a civilized country? Why do you have to be an American? <laughs> she's and, got uh, a point. Yeah. Oh, she's got a point. 
you know, my own life has been a bit adventurous and, and in many respects unusual. Well, our daughter is both of us just piled on top of each other. <laughs> uh, she, at 10, is determined to run her own life. And, what? you know, yes. Uh, you, know, you people never let me you run don't my understand own life. Why me? Don't I yeah. You're 10 years old, chick. <laughs> you, know, you want to be a boss, but you're the rump boss. Yes. So, boss the cat around. That's right. But. Uh, she she makes these little animals and stuff out of out of clay. She buys this clay that actually hardens like a ceramic. Yes. And uh, so you don't have to fire it, although you can, and put a glaze on it and fire it. And she makes all these cute little tiny animals. And the other day we couldn't find her. She disappeared. Oh. And she was out selling her animals door to door. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and, yeah. And she actually got some, an occasional hostile curmudgeon. Oh. You know, who said, get away from my door, kid. Oh. She just took it in stride, just went to the next house and went. Okay, and good for she's her. She's developed a good sales. She sells these things left and right. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah. I'm putting in an order. So, yeah, but now the school has started, you know, the, the door oh, knocking and it's yeah. dark when she getting dark when she gets home and stuff. So we're going to have to put that on hold till next summer and see. Yeah, she also, though, uh, she gets because I run some businesses. We have uh, a lot of legal documentation. You know, we write to lawyers about this, that, and the other, and, you know, wanting to make sure we stay out of trouble and we're doing things properly, et cetera. She's the only 10-year-old I know who gets into her daddy's legal emails and loves reading them and comments on them fairly cogently. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. Okay, how fun is this? Yeah, so this is my 10-year-old <laughs> legal mind. <laughs> so, Daddy, I have a question for you concerning right, this email. Yes. <gasps> what is your liability if you do? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay, kid. Uh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. When I was uh, 10 years old, I can't remember if I wanted to be a cowboy or a fireman. Uh-huh. And she's reading my legal correspondence. Yes. So anyway, ah, but you know, she's 10 years old in the fourth grade because we haven't tested her in the fifth grade yet. But in the fourth grade, she was reading English at an 11th grade level. Wow. You know, and so some eleventh graders aren't even reading at that level. No, no. There's a lot of eleventh graders reading at fourth grade they're level. If they're lucky, she's yes. She's a fourth grader reading at the eleventh grade level, <laughs> and um, yeah, and 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 she reads Mandarin equally well with English. Wow. You know, so yeah, she's a smart kid. I, I'm going to have to race to catch up with her. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoy being a daddy this time around. You know. First time around, I was too busy establishing medical practices and working 70 and 80 hours a week. And mm. by the time I got home at the end of 14, 15 hour work days, I had nothing left to do. Nothing me. left, yeah. Made me a bad husband, bad Aww. father. You know, I just, uh, I was doing what I could do. Now, this time around, I get home. I'm not exhausted. I've got teams of people doing wonderful things. And, you know, I can work as much or as little as I want. There you go. So yes. I, I get to spend a lot more time being a daddy and a husband. And, and you and, can go to the cool hot air balloon festival in Albuquerque if you want. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, um, 
the doctor is having a wonderful time being a daddy and a husband this time. Mm-hmm. So I, I like really like this. So we'll we'll see where this all goes. Okay. But um, yeah, I guess we ought to start talking something about some medicine. Some medical right? stuff. Well, maybe yeah. we should call your daughter maybe. and have her go through maybe. one of your emails. And no, she would tell you about the legal stuff. She wouldn't. She wouldn't care about the medicine. There we go. The medicine's not her thing. She thinks that the the medical stuff is. Icky. Oh, okay. Her, her comment about the uh, the anatomy stuff is ew. ew. So yeah. Okay, we'll, so we won't on. we won't talk about that. But I love that you're uh, sharing a little insight on your daughter <laughs> as she's starting school. She and is. Uh, she's now in, in school. Yes. yes. Started September first. Oh boy. And yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's over at Willow's Preparatory Academy. Love it. And which is prepping her marvelously. Okay, and so. that's that's wonderful. All right. Well, on the show today because it is pre-recorded we're going to be featuring some of the favorite phone calls that we've had and some of those uh unique and interesting and wonderful questions you you have so many wonderful questions uh but why don't we pull out a couple of these and maybe i can just read them for you and have you answer them some of the questions we get a lot of people wanting to know about and one of those is um Related with hormones for men and women. Usually we hear about hormone replacement for women, and then some are not wanting to because they hear different things and different rumors. Is it good? Is it bad? Uh, But there's also hormone replacement that's important for men as well. So maybe we could address that a little bit. Well, you know, for men, I like to make sure they get enough progesterone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because progesterone makes men sleep better at night. It decreases their stress and their anxiety. It gives them prettier skin, helps smooth out their wrinkles and so on. We use a hormone, a progesterone cream on their face and neck. And let's face it, we men are just as vain as the women. We like <laughs> to be attractive. Uh, it also helps prevent their prostate from enlarging and having, oh, okay. you know, needing prostate surgery. So uh, I think uh, progesterone is an important hormone for men. Okay, so even before, uh, like a prostate cancer is uh, surfaced or enlarged prostate, hormones are still important for men yes, as they yeah, age. Yes, they're, they're, I use the, the progesterone in men to help prevent uh, enlargement of the prostate. Once it's enlarged, the progesterone doesn't do the trick. Okay, so but this it, is a preventative. It is preventative, okay. yes. And, uh, you know, we use uh, pregnenolone, which, again, is a neurotransmitter that we use to to help you sleep well at night and mm. decrease your stress. Uh, we use some uh, uh, melatonin, but we use fairly high-dose melatonin because... Uh, once you get your intake of melatonin over a certain threshold, usually around 10 milligrams at night, uh, it doubles the amount of growth hormone your pituitary will produce. Okay. It makes your pituitary gland more sensitive to growth hormone releasing hormones. So you raise, by giving them melatonin, you can raise their growth hormone levels, which is kind of a nice thing to do. Um, you know, we measure their estrogens carefully because the, we don't want those too high or too low, uh, because you can actually give men menopausal symptoms if you drive their estrogens oh, no. too low. Okay. Yeah. So what would be yeah. some of those Hot symptoms? Flashes, mood swings. <gasps> memory issues, yeah, verbal problems. Okay. So, uh, you know, we want to keep their estrogen, oddly enough, high enough, uh, which is, you know, something most people don't realize. Conversely, we want to make sure that a woman's testosterone is high enough. Okay. Because most people don't realize that in women... 
testosterone is still their primary steroid hormone. I, and that was one of the things I didn't understand. Yeah. The, the average healthy 20-year-old girl uh, is going to have two and a half times more testosterone in her system than estrogen. Oh, so okay. testosterone is the primary female hormone, and then estrogen is down to, you know, a, a tiny fraction of that. Okay. And, and what does testosterone do for a woman? Why is it so important to have this? Drive, ambition, self-confidence. Mm. They tolerate stress better. They don't freak out over minor things. They don't spend all the time worrying about the grandchildren. These are uh, good things. boost their libido and make them have a romantic life with their husband again. Uh yeah, it, it has a whole lot of interesting things for women. Okay, now what would some of the side effects, side effects be if you're having too much testosterone as a woman? Well, the biggest thing we worry about, of course, is facial hair. Okay. And, and chest hair, or you might get a little overly aggressive, but that's pretty rare, actually. I know. I remember Dr. Umat said, now watch out for this, as uh, you know, uh, and I said, what if I like that? Well, you might. <laughs> and you might if you've <laughs> you might. not been in your life. <laughs> well, you, the, the reality is that um, when we put your testosterone, a woman's testosterone back up where it was, if she was a well-balanced, well-socialized woman in her 20s, she will be again. Okay. It's that simple. You know, men are worried, well, what if testosterone throws me into a rage? Well, <laughs> if you are taking the doses the bodybuilders use, yes, that's yes, an issue. Yes, that could do it. <laughs> we call those the roid rages. <laughs> and it would but, cause other issues, too. <laughs> yes. But in uh, in the levels we use, which are the healthy mid-range, 25-year-old range, mm -hmm. if you were a healthy, well-balanced, socialized 25-year-old the first time your hormone levels were there, you will be again when we put them back there. Okay. It's the same level of the same hormone. <laughs> this is good. Very important. Uh, hey, we're going to take a quick break here, and we will be back with more leading-edge medicine. We may continue to talk about this and uh, a few more of our more popular topics on this recorded version of leading-edge medicine today. Not taking live phone calls, but we will be featuring some in just a little bit. So you stay right there. We're going to talk more about hormones. Gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Stay tuned for more. When considering stem cell therapy, it only makes sense to consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain management, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. I did have the stem cell procedure done on both my knees with Dr. Nelson about four and a half months ago. The results have been amazing. For people that haven't experienced it, it's relatively easy. I walked right out after I was done. 
the level of pain reduction is what I noticed. That not only do I have more flexibility and range of motion, for me it worked wonderfully. I, I wholeheartedly would tell anyone that if they're having a problem, it is life-changing. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. You hear all the time about fitness and doing exercise. Where do you get the energy to start your exercise program? With longevity, I was able to start my exercise program, and that parlayed into more energy, of which I ended up going from 220 pounds to about 180 pounds in about two years. And that has changed my life. And that's why I tell everyone I know about longevity. Really, 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 are you really mine? Really, 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 are you really mine? You tell me that you love me and you tell me that you want me and you even wear my graduation ring. It's too wonderful. It's too beautiful. It's a fantastic thing. Are you and welcome back to Leading Edge Medicine as we're swaying to the music. Oh, what, what a fun one. Uh, this is a pre-recorded show with lots of new information for you since we are all uh, taking the weekend off. Yes, so we have some new information. We were talking about hormones. Um, yes, so let's talk more about those. The question was, uh, because it seems to come up a lot with our callers, uh, women's uh, hormones for women, hormones for men, and sometimes the ones we think are just for men are also important for women, and vice versa. You were just talking about um, testosterone and how yes. important that is for both men and women. And women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For instance... Testosterone supplementation lowers the risk of breast cancer. Mm. So giving a woman the same level of testosterone she had as a young woman lowers her risk of getting breast cancer. Wow. Isn't right that fascinating? So, yeah. Yes, I would so not have guessed drive, that. Drive, ambition, self-confidence, and lower breast cancer risk. Oh, those are all wonderful, those good really things. Those are really kind of neat things. So, you know, so I, I like to make sure that my wife has an adequate testosterone load. Okay. Um, Another one that we enjoy using is uh, melatonin. Oh, melatonin yes. is a hormone. I didn't know that. I, we always think of that as the sleep supplement. Right. But it is a hormone, and it is a hormone that is intimately related to your immune system. Uh, and it turns out that high doses of melatonin both... Uh, help you to fight cancers, a wide variety of cancers. In fact, some of the oncologists I know, milligram, a three milligram, a five milligram, and a ten milligram. So we start you on the one, and we have you try it for three days, and if you're sleeping not well enough, we give you two, two. and then if you need more, okay. we give you three, and if you need more, we, and we walk it up in one milligram increments until we find a dose that you're sleeping well, and that's usually where we start. Um, over time, they, people tend to need more. Okay. And if we can get them over 10 milligrams of melatonin at bedtime, that increases their production of growth hormone while they sleep. Okay, so that's it not a bad thing. heal and repair more efficiently. So okay. that's kind of a good thing. That is a good thing. The oncologists, some of them are using 40 milligrams of melatonin two and three times a day. 
80 wow. to 120 milligrams a day. I mean, those are massive doses, but that's to help those people fight cancers. Okay, so are they sleeping more because of that? They, well, they, you know, that's always they the probably need what it. What are yeah. the side effects? Yeah, uh, and of yes, that amount. And those massive dose, some of them get pretty drowsy and a little okay. groggy in the daytime. On the other hand, if they help me to, you know, fight cancer, yeah, you know, beat my cancer, yes. I, I, I'll take a little groggy in the daytime if I need to. Okay. Um, so that's kind of a, a fun one, but that's melatonin. Now, is that addictive? Like, like you were saying, if it doesn't work one or two or three, we have to raise you up. I know some people will say, "Well, I don't want to get addicted to it," but is it addictive? It's not addictive, but there is a phenomenon we call tachyphylaxis. Okay. Okay. Addiction means you have to have it, and if we don't have it, you go into withdrawal. You get adverse symptoms related to its absence. Tachyphylaxis simply means you don't get the benefits unless you raise the dose. Okay. Okay. So if you've been on five milligrams for two years, you might find your sleep is now requiring six or eight milligrams. And and that's still okay. And that's okay. Okay. You're not addicted to it. You're not addicted. Your body needs more. That's what we call tachyphylaxis. Okay. Your your body says, eh, I need a little more to do the same job. And part of that is just, you're getting older. You're not making as much. Okay. All right. That makes (laughs) sense. So your problem is worse. You need a little more medicine to cover it. All right. So, you know, don't worry about addiction with something like melatonin. Okay. What's another hormone? Uh, Vitamin D. Vitamin D. That's one we don't think of as a... And vitamin D is not a vitamin, (laughs) oddly enough. (laughs) Uh, Vitamin D is not a vitamin because your body can make it. All you need is sunshine. Sunshine. And Ta-da. cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> we, we make it out of cholesterol. Okay. With uh, sunshine as a stimulus. And we actually produce vitamin D1 in our skin, and then that gets converted to 2, which then gets circulated around, and then our liver makes it into D3. Um, and... Uh, 25-hydroxy vitamin D is the final active form. So it goes through multiple steps of wow, okay. metabolism. But a vitamin D uh, helps you with your bone metabolism. It helps you to lay calcium and magnesium down in bone. Uh, it helps your brain function. Mm-hmm. There are some great studies showing that there is a clear correlation in children in elementary school with their vitamin D levels and cognitive skills. Wow. Kids okay. learn more faster and tend to be smarter if they have vitamin D levels at the upper end of the normal range. Okay. Which is really kind of fascinating. Yeah. So, you know, don't neglect your children with vitamin D. Yeah, and especially in our area, we we tend to be a little low. We tend to run very low. Very low, so. The normal range for vitamin D is, quote, from 13 to 110. Okay. <laughs> That's a pretty wide range. Yes. <clears throat> If you're over 13, you won't get rickets. That's where that low one came from. Mm, Okay. But you will get your best bone density when you're 60 or so. Okay. Okay. And so my target range for vitamin D is between 60 and 90 in that range. Uh, You get over about 110, you start moving into toxicity ranges. Mm. So, but 60 to 90 is a good place to be. And most of the time we try to run 70 or 75 in that mid range of the 
of the, the ideal range. So vitamin D is a very important. Uh, it's important for mood. It's important to help you prevent infections and to recover from infections. Vitamin D is, strictly speaking, a secosteroid. Hmm. And like all steroids, it has mood impact. It helps you to be more cheerful and optimistic and forward-looking. So it's a it is a neurotransmitter too. It impacts the way our brains work. Wow. Okay. I'm making notes always. Yes. Yeah, vitamin D. Now, what would be some symptoms or things that you might be experiencing that lets you know you need to come in, make sure you get checked for vitamin D? Seasonal affective disorder. Ah, sad. In the winter yes. time when people are short of sunshine. And they start getting grumpy and tired ah. and sleepy too soon. And whining about the rain that and we have here. And whimpering and yeah, you know, and, and acting like a politician. Okay, you know, yeah. They, they should go in and get their vitamin D checked okay. and, and get it boosted to the upper range of normal. Within normal, but in the upper part of okay. normal. And they'll probably find that they tolerate the low light gloomy days much better in midwinter. Ah, good to know. All right, because of the hormone vitamin D. All right, another hormone. Oh, golly, see, what else should we go? Dehydroepiandosterone. Oh, I like that. Dehydroepiandosterone. Okay, dehydro. Andro is Latin for male. Okay. Dehydroepiandrosterone. Okay, like Stallone, but Sterone. I'll remember that one now. DHEA is another one. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting hormone. That is a hormone that is so potent, they won't sell it over the counter in Canada. You have to have a prescription for it. Ah. And not every doctor is even licensed to write it in Canada. Wow. Okay. You got to have special certification to write it in Canada. So, you know, some countries like Canada believe that this is a very potent hormone that should be tightly controlled. Here, you buy it in any drugstore. There's no prescription, no nothing. You take any amount of it you feel like and nobody cares. So <laughs> what does this one that do little for us? border makes a real yeah, difference. It sure does. When it comes to DHEA. Um, DHEA is, once more, it's a neurotransmitter. It's a pro-hormone. We convert DHEA into testosterone or estrogen or um, progesterone or <laughs> yeah, a whole host of downstream uh, corticosteroids such as your cortisol for your adrenal glands, all made out of DHEA. Wow. Okay. So DHEA, if the levels are low, you won't make estrogen or testosterone or progesterone or cortisol worth a hoot. And so you have to keep a robust DHEA level. Okay. Uh, most older men and women, you know, people over 50 or 60, are running DHEA levels down in the double digits. They're running 25, 30, 40. Uh, we like to keep our women 
between 200 and 300 and our men between 300 and 500. Okay. So much, much higher than the so-called native state for older people without okay. supplementation. And is this the hormone that has, uh, works with testosterone? And it's also interconverted. If your testosterone level gets too high, you will backflow metabolically and make more DHEA oh, to get okay. rid of some of the extra testosterone. If your testosterone is too low, you'll metabolize your DHEA in an effort to make more testosterone, so your, tes your DHEA will be too low. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, there's, it's a balance. They All of together. these hormones that turn into each other have a have a fluid steady state that varies a bit depending on what the other related hormones are okay. all right we have just a couple more minutes uh let's talk about some other hormones oh my goodness gracious uh, what other hormones should let's I see I progesterone I estrogen testosterone dhea vitamin d and melatonin I think you got most of them. I think we I think we did. Too, yeah. But it's important. Now, we don't want you to run out to the drugstore, pile up your, your grocery cart with all of these that you oh. can find, and just take them. It's important to measure so you know and have the doctors, like here at Longevity, tell you what you are needing and in what amounts. In fact, if you go on our website, you'll see that we sell most of our supplements. Mm -hmm. We don't sell DHEA to the general public. Oh, okay. Because DHEA can be converted into so many other hormones. Mm -hmm. And what happens uh, too often is an, an older man who almost always has a big belly, he'll go in and he says, oh, I saw in the men's magazine, the DHEA can turn into testosterone. And it can. So he'll go out and he'll start taking 50 milligrams of DHEA. But when you measure what's in his blood, because of the body fat, he makes it into estrogen. Uh-oh. Oh, and so he's raising his estrogen, not his testosterone. And he might now he's get man boobs. Moobs. Yes. Okay, we call those moobs. Moobs. That's what my daughters call them when they see them on someone. Yeah. Yes. Uh oh. So moobs. now we know why. What yes. that means? Estrogen too high in men. Well, it, it, yes, and it, it, it can be. It can be the the guy who is just converting his own testosterone into estrogen. The fatter you are, the higher your estrogen levels tend to run, and that's men and women. Okay. It's important to get measured. That's why we want you to come into Longevity and take that free health analysis appointment. Get those two blood tests so that you know what's going on. One blood test, one in-body test. Yes. yes, so that you know what's going on in your body so that you can be taking and supplementing with what's healthy for you. Here's that number. I'm going to give you that real quick before we take a break. 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. Or go online to lmclinic.com. We'll be back with more of our favorite phone calls on this special pre-recorded edition of Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be right back. Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. 
Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount to try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE, or advanced cataract surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. After I started on Dr. Mixon's program, their energy level just booms and the mood leveling out was so important. Your quality of life just is transformed. I am so grateful to Longevity and Dr. Mixon's program. Leading Edge Medicine. We're glad you're here and we are going to dive right into some of our best phone calls from this year. Right now, headed south over to Tacoma. John, good morning. Good morning, John. Good morning. So I'm I'm going for the goofball of, of the week. Uh, All right. Okay. You and I can compete for it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, my wife and I took our dog out for a nice long walk and had a, you know, a good active day. Uh, then she said she wanted dinner and uh, she'd like some teriyaki. And we uh, there's an Asian restaurant that we've been to before. Uh-huh. Uh, although I couldn't eat the shrimp because it had a lot of soy in it and it. I had a react. I have a reaction to soy. Oops. So um, anyway, uh, so I I went in and I placed my order and it was going to be a while. So I said, "You have a restroom." I went back in the restroom and uh, stood up and 
did my business and then turned to the door, opened the door, and the world went crazy. My vision was flaring back and forth, 45, 30 degrees in all directions. But I've had benign positional vertigo where my whole body gets thrown around. And I was in control of my body. It was just my vision was just totally nuts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I worked my way down the wall, sat down, called my wife. She came in, and uh, we picked up the dinner. And then I called my uh, primary care doctor, and he said, well, maybe you should go to the emergency room. It could be a stroke or something. So mm-hmm. it was right across the street, so I went there and checked in. And they gave me a CAT scan and blood tests and all kinds of things. And they said, ain't, ain't nothing here. Good. And eventually it went away. And so it's, it's basically completely gone. And my mm-hmm. thought was the restaurant had low ventilation and because nobody was coming in. And they're cooking all this stuff. And maybe it's the soy vapor which was in the back of the restaurant, and I inhaled it when I came out, and that's what might have done it. Or it could be a stroke. I don't know. So that's where I'm at. Okay. A, it wouldn't be a true stroke because it resolved too fast. Okay. It, at the TIA. most, it would have been, yeah, we call it TIA, transient ischemic attack, in which you flip off a little clot or something, or you spasm a blood vessel, you decrease the blood supply to part of the brain, but the brain doesn't die. The tissue, the, the blood supply is, re, is returned and the brain recovers and your symptoms go away. So if the symptoms occur and go away in less than 24 hours, by definition, we call that transient ischemic attack rather than stroke. Um, but, you know, your other explanation is possible. You are subject yeah. to positional vertigo. You've had it before, which means you may have it again. People who have it once in their life are higher risk of getting it a second and third and fourth time. Um, what triggers benign positional vertigo, however, is highly variable. You know, most of the time, we never know what triggers it. Yep, that's right. And could it have been soy vapors as you're postulating? I guess it could have been. Uh, I've certainly never, never seen. That, yeah, yeah, I've but, never seen a paper that's. But then again, how would you do such a paper? Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know. um, so yeah, fascinating event. I don't know what caused it, <laughs> and but the good news is, you know, they saw no evidence. They did. A, they did a good workup. They didn't see any evidence of of brain damage or strokes. So that's one of those cases where you spend a couple of thousand dollars and you find nothing and you're happy you found nothing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know what you, what you should, I mean, I'm sure you know, but if you don't know your cholesterol levels, your blood pressure, these are types of things, your your sugars, your risk of prediabetes, these are th- things you should know because if you are high, then the risk for ATIA progressing to something else will be higher in the future. So things like carotid dopplers and those kind of 
of normal things we would do um, and consider some options like fish oil or something on a regular basis to just you know, kind of be uh, alert about the future and what might happen. So yeah. be careful. Because people that have well, had one, have had a TIA are at higher risk of having a true stroke in the next two years. Yeah, and you don't want to take blood thinners based on this alone, but if you do have other criteria, if you have atrial fibrillation or something else going on, then you might want to see your doctor and have your total criteria measured. The other thing, too, to think about is there are things that are not technically blood thinners, but they do decrease clotting slightly. Mm -hmm. And these are things like omega-3 fatty acids and and, and resveratrol. Uh, You know, so these are, are compounds that decrease risk of strokes, decrease risk of heart attacks, in part because they are very mild anticoagulants and dilate blood vessels, give, make the blood flow in the arteries smoother yeah. and uh, you know provide a, a little measure of insurance against such injuries. Yeah. So. Well, as a uh, patient at longevity, I get my stuff checked and I'm, I'm right in the middle of the range where I should be on all those things. Perfect. That's what we want. Thank you, John. Call, John. Thank you. Thank you, John. So while we're waiting for that Mm -hmm. next call or waiting for Ken to get back on the line, uh, what is uh, what is new in medicine that you are dealing with, Dr. Umat? Well, in our clinics, I know there's a lot of new stuff going on. And Mm -hmm. the big thing, of course, is our fast mimicking diet program. Yes. You have no idea how many people ask about it. Ah. And even people that I'm kind of on the fence about whether they should really try it or not, they're all wanting it. Oh, And so it's really nice to to get their phone calls, to hear why they're interested interested and why they want to do this and everybody's appreciative <clears throat> that we're carrying this program. So for the Good. moment, it is only for longevity patients yes. because it requires some amount of doctor supervision. Uh-huh. And once you get started, of course, you know, we give you all the instructions and we get going. But the reason for doing the fast mimicking program or the fast mimicking diet is to reset your own metabolism from within, to initiate autophagy, to uh, we all know that fasting has improved longevity, but but fasting is difficult and can be stressful for a lot of people. This program allows you to eat, but all, at the same time, it makes the cells think that they're fasting. And so they stimulate new cell formation and reset your metabolism. And so um, I've done it now. I've completed my five days. Day one was my best day to start with because it's always exciting to start something new. <laughs> something new, yes. Day two and three, I had a headache from caffeine withdrawal until I figured out how to do it right. Day four was good. Day five and six, I was on a high and I loved it. And it's kind of stayed with me uh, during the next week. Actually, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so right. it's it's like an so addiction. So you're going to stay high? Is that what I'm you're going to stay me? high. Oh, wow. I you intend on staying first. high. Yeah, I love <laughs> that feeling. So, I mean, no, the dark clouds can stay where they are. I'm on a high here. 
It's sunny in Samira land. (laughs) Now, why do our bodies do that when we do something like the fast mimicking diet? What is the purpose? You were saying autophagy, but what uh, for those listening that are not quite sure what that is? What is going on? So you know, we kind of get into the cycle where we are in the habit of eating what we eat. Sometimes it's mindless because food is plentiful, and in the winter time, our bodies used to storing. So we're always hungry. So comfort foods are carbohydrates and we keep storing that and then our fat stores increase. But people who have issues with uh, borderline high sugar or high cholesterol or aging, uh, degenerative joint diseases, they then start making cells that are older and older. And these older cells called senescent cells or zombie cells take over the metabolic pathways and increase the pro-inflammatory pathways. What this diet does is kind of force you into a semi-fast type of situation where your body's not getting this influx of glucose, high glycemic index foods and sugars, and it transitions into a different pathway of glucose metabolism from the stores, which then allows your system to reset. Mm. And basically, it's everything because it helps not only your psyche, it helps your um, inner metabolism, it helps your appetite, it basically resets you. And that's why I like it. Now, one cycle of five days is not going to be enough for people that have issues, is what I realized. Three to four cycles? Yeah. One a month or so? Exactly. For a few months, and then you can reset yourself. Once you are in a good place, then you might be able to get away with just one or two cycles per year. You won't need to do more. But what it does is it encourages from within. It encourages the breakdown of pro-inflammatory systems, encourages the healing and repair and onset of new cells, which then will be doing good function, right? Younger cells are better than aging older cells, and this kind of just stimulates it and sets it into gear. So you want to be, like Dr. Mixon, you just said, if the brain in there, the rest don't matter. It's more It's more about quality. It's yes. more about being able to do what is important to you till the very end. Till the very end. I want you to live while you're alive. That's yes, what it is. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be back in just a moment with more of our favorite phone calls as this is a recorded program for this weekend while the doctors are enjoying some time with their families. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more Leading Edge Medicine. Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are. Stay tuned for more. Pete Talbot here again for Longevity Medical Clinic. And yes, sirree, longevity is growing like crazy. People are realizing they need to get serious about their health, which is why we have some pretty happy patients like this one. 
the aging process is not easy. This is not something you can stop, but you can certainly feel a lot better along the way and not have as many of the symptoms that people think is normal when they aren't. And that's what longevity will do for you. As far as longevity goes, it is as close as you're going to get to the fountain of youth. No, longevity never promises to be a fountain of youth, but we are still offering a free health analysis appointment that includes two free tests to help you determine what some of your basic health risks are, and even more importantly, what you can do about them. Plus, you'll also receive $100 of free longevity supplements. Schedule your free health analysis appointment. Go to lmclinic.com, lmclinic.com. The aging process is not easy. This is not something you can stop, but you can certainly feel a lot better along the way and not have as many of the symptoms that people think is normal when they aren't. And that's what longevity will do for you. As far as longevity goes, it is as close as you're going to get to the fountain of youth. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all. In the game. All in the wonderful game. And we're back. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We're glad that you've joined us this week. We'll be live in the studio next week with Dr. Mixon and Dr. Umat. Now back to some of our favorite phone calls. Uh, Chris from Puyallup. Good morning. Hello, Chris. Oh, great. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah, I had a question on over-the-counter type progesterones and your thoughts on that. Most of them are not real progesterone. Uh, they are usually a yam cream of some sort. And I always tell people that want to use them, you're not a yam. You know, um, <laughs> so no, progesterone is a prescription drug. It needs to be prescribed by a doctor. Um, since we're using transdermal creams, we're usually having uh, the compounding pharmacy make up the progesterone for that individual patient so that we have the, the concentration uh, that we want that patient to have and the, the base that will give them, we, we hope, the best absorption. So, okay, so then you're, you're saying that those probably aren't worth the money to pay for that's right. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. Take care. We have Bob calling in. And good morning, Bob, calling from Roy. How are you this morning? Just fine. Uh, thanks very much for taking my call. How can I help, so, sir? Uh, I'm, a pa- I'm a patient of uh, longevity. Uh-huh. Um, and so I've been, li- but I've also listened to the program fairly <laughs> <laughs> uh, religiously, because uh, uh, the the information that Dr. Mixon imparts is, is quite valuable and, and doesn't always surface in some of our um, active visits with with our doctors. And the uh, the topic of the um, of the senescent cells and how what to do about them and how to how to take care of that situation has been <clears throat> of interest to me since I heard Dr. Mixon talk about it on the radio. Um, I have been successful at intermittent fasting. I can do 14 hours pretty easily, particularly after Dr. Mixon had explained that you can do part of that in your sleep. Um, 
but I also uh, have been listening now and was considering the senescent cell program that Dr. Mixon uh, developed for his patients, uh, uh, which is geared uh, entirely or mostly towards senescent cells. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. the name of the drugs that's used, but it's a, I believe it's a three-week program. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and, although I, I have so, to admit, I didn't develop those. Uh, I actually swiped that regimen from the Mayo Clinic <laughs> from one of their research oh. papers. <laughs> but, okay. yeah. yeah, and actually I was able to see some of that online, so I, definitely uh, something that uh, piqued my interest. However, now we're talking about um, the, uh, the fast mim- mimicking, and yes. I'm trying to figure out, from my particular situation, I mean, I, I understand the issue with senescent cells, and I want to deal with that, but I'm not quite sure how to proceed because I've got essentially what, I, what appears to me to be three options at this point. So okay, either the, well. the fast mimicking, um, the, the intermittent fasting, which I'm currently doing, and and then the full-blown program. So perhaps okay. you give me some guidance on that. Thank you. Well, yeah, there's... there's well, they work synergistically. Yeah, basically. they do. In fact, I I try to do all three. <laughs> okay. I do. Um, first of all, the, the most effective medicate or supplement out there to prevent the formation of senescent cells is high dose resveratrol. So I use a gram, 3,000 milligrams of resveratrol a day. I take three 350 milligram capsules a day. I take two in the morning and one at night. Yeah, I remember when I first came here, we used to have a 200 milligram, and then very quickly you said, no, 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 we need to I have need a to higher get it high. Well, I was having to take five a day, so I cut. <laughs> I made a more potent pill, so I could only take three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, um, the resveratrol doesn't get rid of senescent cells, but it dramatically decreases the formation of senescent cells. So, you know, there are three things you can do. You can try to prevent them from forming. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you can try to kill them after they formed. And the two ways to kill them after they formed, well, there's now three ways. Uh, fasting, exercise, or medication. Um, there are some interesting studies in which they look at, they took uh, a series of obese women and they biopsied the fat cells overlying their thigh muscles and measured the number of senescent cells mm. in that fat. And then they put them on an exercise program that specifically targeted those thigh muscles and had them work out for three months. And then they went back and rebiopsied that fat and found that the exercise had actually altered the, the physiology of the area so that the senescent cell load in that fat had dropped dramatically. Probably the fat dropped dramatically, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the idea being that working muscle, yeah. working muscle produces myokines that help destroy and inhibit the formation of senescent cells. Yeah. Um, It also alters our immune response. Young people with their very active immune response, when a a 20-year-old forms a senescent cell, it'll survive on average about one and a half days. And the immune system will will find and destroy that senescent cell. If you are 60 and you form a senescent cell, 
it will survive for better than two and a half weeks. <clears throat> and therein lies the big key. Yes. In improving health span and what you need to do. Precisely. Because it, as you age, you're making senescent cells faster. And they build up because they live a lot. They survive a lot longer before your immune system can get rid of them. And that combination right. gives you a logarithmic rise. So exercise lowers senescent cells. Fasting lowers senescent cells. Can I just say that he mentioned 14 hours? And Which is a little longer, longer. than he needs yes, for this. Thank purpose. you. But if he's also looking for weight loss, yeah. the 14 hours is great. Mm. But... He needs to couple that then with exercise so he doesn't lose muscle. Right. Because a 14-hour right. fast um, will shift you over to muscle loss unless you're stimulating the muscles to produce. Right. And I, I've understood that portion of it and have you know continued to do uh, weight-bearing as well as cardio to try to maintain that muscle. Um, so I do understand that. But it sounds like all three programs could be considered or, or should be considered I do them all. Yeah, I do them do all. Them all right? It's just part of my yeah. routine. I, you know, I, I do my resveratrol every morning, morning and evening. I keep my weight down. I just knocked off a kilo because I got my wife's finger treatment. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should explain that. Uh, We've heard that about yeah. that. Yes. Yes. Well, for, for those that don't, you know, my wife likes it when I have a flat, hard belly. And if I get out of the shower and she sees any fat, she waves one finger in the air. She reaches out. She taps me on the belly and says, fat. And there I take go. that as a subtle hint that I need to tighten up a little bit. <laughs> so, so and, and I got the finger two weeks ago, so I knocked off two and a quarter kilos okay. in the last two weeks. And now I have a flat belly again. Uh, yeah. In, in my house, well, we do kilos I, instead of pounds because okay. Chinese chick. Uh, <laughs> you might need to well, translate. I think, for I think us. you've answered my question. I, I, um, I was intrigued by the, the various options and wanted to know if, if there was one specific one that would work best in my situation or whether I should just, yeah. as you say, uh, look at all, all three. Yeah, of, I, yeah, did, no. yeah, I, I did the dacetanib quercetin yeah. regimen a couple of years ago, the full regimen, the nine days, you know, yeah. three days, three times. But then since then, I've cut it back and I only do two days, sometimes only one day every two or three months. Yeah. And what I'm adding is the fast mimicking program right before they start the yeah. senescent cell. I was actually yesterday looking at a laboratory that now is saying they can measure the senescent markers for us. Oh, yeah. But it's about $375 a pop. Yeah. But um, it would be interesting. I'm going to be exploring that and see if, if, yeah, if, it, if I, it looks legitimate. I heard about a company in November as well that were doing it, but they were also selling other things with it. So yeah. we were like, hmm, not sure. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, well right. thank you very much, Dr. Mixon. Uh, You're welcome, Dr. sir. You, Matt, uh, this has been very helpful. Take care. Right. Thank you. Take thank care, you so sir. much, Bob. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for joining us on Leading Edge Medicine, featuring some new segments on hormones and, of course, some of our favorite phone calls. We'll have this available on our website in just a couple of days so you can hear it again if you need to. In fact, all of our shows are on our website uh, under podcast or radio program when you're on lmclinic.com. And, of course, when you're on our website, that is also where you go to sign up for your 
your free health analysis appointment. Yeah, it's that simple as going into lmclinic.com, clicking on the button that says free health analysis appointment. You'll come in, fill out a, a little bit of information so that we know what your health looks like. And as Dr. Mixon says, what life has done to you so far. Uh, and then you'll give us some contact information. We'll do a blood test and an in-body test to find out uh, some information. The health advocate will then work with you to show you what you could be at risk for. Things like diabetes, heart disease, uh, things like dementia, Alzheimer's, joint problems. Wouldn't you like to know what could be down the road so that you can fix that and start preventing that or working to slow those things down as you age? Find out more by going to our website and don't forget to sign up for that free health analysis appointment while we still have that at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. You can also give us a call at 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. All right. We'll be back live in the studio next month, (laughs) October the 1st. So you have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll be back with Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. My name is Lynette. Enjoy the rest of your day.